Welcome to Chomping Down the Dietetic Exam, where I, Dietitian Faraz, and you, an awesome person, join forces to chomp down dietetic concepts into digestible bites and provide you with practice questions, rationales, and tips to conquer your dietetic exam, and you will conquer it because you are smart, you are skilled, and you got this. Hit it! everybody welcome to today's episode where we will be discussing food production systems i'm so glad you tuned in and basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over some prep questions which here we call appetizer questions and then we'll get into the content and do a deep dive into these food production systems then we will revisit these questions and analyze them with the answer and critical thinking tips. So before going into today's topics, I got some really, really exciting news I gotta share with you. So over the years, I've had a lot of podcast listeners and students ask me to develop a program that covers everything you need to know about the RD exam. Well, guess what? That's happened. I've developed a program that's really focused on visual learning, and this program consists of 17 video lectures that cover all four domains and every topic that's relevant to the RD exam. These topics are covered with full explanations, tons of mnemonics, illustrations, animations, tables, and each video lecture also has a pre and post test and a super duper colorful set of corresponding notes. This full program is now available on our website at chompdowndietetics.com. Make sure to check out the program sneak peek video on the website's homepage and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. All right, let's get right into our very first appetizer question. Okay, if a food service operation wants a food production system that does not store food for very long and wants the food distributed to customers as soon as possible, which system would be best? Conventional? Cook, freeze, cook, chill, assembly, serve. Okay, next question. A company wants to invest in a food production system. They have very little physical space and are not interested in hiring too many high-skilled workers. What system is the best fit for this company? Commissary? Ready prepared? Cook chill? Assembly serve? Okay, here's the next question. A food production operation is switching systems. They previously had a system which produced and sold food on site the same day. They're now moving to a system which produces food on site, but stores it for selling the food in the next month. Which system did the operation switch from? 
and switch to assembly serve to commissary ready prepared to assembly serve conventional to ready prepared ready prepared to conventional all right next question a hospital that has a lot of space between the kitchen and patient rooms would benefit from having which type of delivery system? Centralized, decentralized, commissary, cook, freeze. Okay, final question. A tilting skillet would be least important in which of the following systems? Conventional, ready prepared, commissary, assembly, serve. Okay, so those were all the appetizer questions. We'll answer those questions in detail towards the end of the episode. Now we're gonna switch gears to the actual systems. The first system that we're gonna talk about is the conventional system. In the conventional system, the food you are cooking is not going anywhere outside of the facility. It's not going to grow wings and fly away. And thank goodness, because I, I really don't need to wake up one day and see a bunch of flying waffles. The food is made on site. It is served on site, and it will be sold on site. Even if you cook the food and you don't serve it right away, you bet your butt that you're going to be serving it that day. And because of that, ooh, you're going to have some quality food coming out. Okay, even if you do store it, like in a fridge, and have to heat it, it won't lose quality because you made it that day. If you're getting rid of it that day, guess what you won't need? Much freezer space, right? Also, this food will give off that perception of quality. It'll give your customers that sense of fresh food. Also, really conventional system is the yoga instructor of all food service systems because it gives you so much menu flexibility. Because you're in charge of what's being cooked. You are not dependent on already cooked items. So you can make food more customizable for the customer, which is what gives you that flexibility. It doesn't give you impossible superhero flexibility. Like if a customer asks you, hi, yeah, um, I'll take the baked potato, but uh, please remove the carbohydrates. <laughs> Chances are, you won't be able to do that because, you know, science. But let's say a customer comes in and says, hey, I want a steak. I want it well done. I want it to have mayo on top of it. And on top of that, I want breadcrumbs. Okay, well, in a conventional system, you'll have the flexibility to be able to follow through with this request and make this customer a well-done steak 
with breadcrumbs and mayo. Then you'll quietly judge them. So, great flexibility with this conventional system, but with great quality, which we've established. And great flexibility, which we've established, comes the need for great skilled labor. You're making a lot of stuff from scratch. You're cooking it fresh. That takes skills. And those skills can be expensive. Not only that, these skilled workers that you hire, because you're making stuff fresh and on the premises, they're going to be working their butts off. So in a conventional system, it requires skilled labor and it is work intensive. It can even be called stressful because of the amount of work. Another key concept to keep in mind with conventional system is how are you going to get the food that you just cooked to your consumer? And there's really three main types of delivery. Centralized, decentralized, and automated cart delivery. Now in a centralized system, you cook the food in the kitchen, you put the cooked food on the trays in the kitchen, and then you send it off to the consumers. Because the distance between production and consumers is small. So you can afford to put everything together on the tray where you made the food, as long as you get it to people quick enough. Contrast that with a decentralized system where you are cooking the food, then you send it off to a location that is closer to the consumer for final assembly. Because the distance between production and consumer is long. So the distinction between the two is distance between production and consumer. Now, for example... Let's say if you have a 1,500-bed hospital and you can't have a full kitchen on every floor. So, you have a big, big kitchen somewhere that is far from the patient floors but still connected to the hospital campus. And then you have little kitchenettes on each floor. Your food will be produced in the main kitchen and then sent to these little kitchenettes for final assembly because of the distance. So those are the two most well-known delivery systems in conventional, which is centralized and decentralized. Then you have a third option, which is called an automated cart system. And that's pretty much like a monorail. It's usually built in during the blueprint phase of the kitchen being designed. Okay, so that's pretty much the gist of the main things that you'll need to know for the conventional system. Now, let's move on to our second system, which is the commissary system. Now, in a commissary system, the food you are cooking is in bulk quantities. Bulk is a key word there. Now, if you're cooking in bulk quantities, you'll need bulk equipment, and that can be super expensive. So the initial cost 
to set up a commissary system is high. Initial being the key word. You'll also need highly skilled employees to be able to operate this bulk equipment. But remember, you have to cook in large quantities. And in order to cook in large quantities, you need to purchase in large quantities. And when you purchase in large quantities, you get discounts. That's the concept behind Costco. You buy in bulk because it's cheaper. Costco isn't only about waiting in a line of 20 people to get a free sample of one-fifth of a burrito. Don't judge. You buy in bulk, you'll get discounts. On top of that, another strategy to increase your discounts, buy raw ingredients. Therefore, if you're buying in bulk and you're buying raw ingredients, the commissary system can eventually be cost-effective. The key word being eventually, when you have the commissary kitchen up and running. So initial high cost of setup, but eventual cost effectiveness once the system is up and running. Now, when I see a commissary, I think commute because they both start with the same four letters, C-O-M-M. Because in a commissary system, the main feature of it is that you're cooking food in one location. Then you are transporting that very food to another location or multiple locations. The place where food is cooked is not where food is served. So you can think of the food as if it is commuting. Okay? But because this food is commuting, it's being transported either hot or cold, and that will need specialized equipment to maintain temperature. And that's a big disadvantage because the cooked food is traveling, you're introducing more risk as opposed to if the food was just cooked and served at one place because there's more human contact with the driver and the workers loading and unloading. Also, there's more risk with that food maintaining whatever temperature you want the food to arrive at the facility with. In other words, there are more critical control points. This is a HACCP principle that will be discussed more in a HACCP episode, but basically, critical control points are times where a loss of control can lead to an increased risk with regards to food safety. So overall, there's more risk in general, specifically because the food is being transported in a commissary system. Also, because of the physical distance between the cooks making food in the kitchen and the customers eating the food at the satellite location, the chance for direct feedback is limited. Also, on the positive side, a commissary system does tend to have better scheduling of work, more consistency, and quality control. Okay? 
So that's pretty much the commissary system. Remember, it commutes. Now, let's shift focus to a ready prepared slash cook chill slash cook freeze system. Here, you're making food, you're saving it for later. You're either chilling it for later or freezing it for later. The main feature of this system is that extended gap in time between production and serving. This gap can be anywhere between a week to a little over a month to up to four months, which at that point you would definitely be freezing the food. Once this gap is finished, you heat the food and you serve it, but because of this gap in time, you're going to need to store the food much more than in a conventional system. So that will, of course, require more space and more equipment like a blast chiller or a blast freezer, which can be expensive. However, you will save money by not having to employ as skilled labor as the other systems. And you'll have a less stressful workday for your workers because there won't be as many production deadlines. One concept to keep in mind for ready prepared system is sous vide, which is vacuum sealing your food in a bag or plastic pouch and then letting it stay chilled. Then you cook the food by boiling it. It can also be used in assembly serve if the food is pre-cooked already prior to boiling. So just one of those concepts that is often associated with ready prepared and assembly serve sometimes is sous vide. So keep that in mind. Okay, now let's move on to our fourth and final system. Okay, that's called assembly serve, aka the kitchenless kitchen, aka convenience food service. Now in this system, you're buying pre-cooked and pre-portioned food. Once you buy it, you bring it on over to your kitchen, you heat it up, you put it on a plate, you add some nice garnish, and off it goes to your patient or customer. See, if these food service systems were roommates, Assembly serve would be that one roommate that doesn't do any cooking, but they order pizza for everyone every once in a while, so you're like, yeah, you could stay. See, in this system, you are not producing the food on site. Because of that, it's less likely to have microbial contamination because there's no cooking involved, as is the case in a conventional system. Okay? There's also no transportation involved like a commissary system. There's only four critical control points in this system. This system also has the lowest labor cost, the lowest equipment cost. Why? Because it doesn't take highly skilled labor and highly expensive equipment to produce the results of an assembly serve system. Now, there are high food costs in this system because you're buying 
very few raw items. You're usually buying items that are ready to go and they're ready to serve. They just need to be heated. Okay. Another thing to keep in mind with this system is limited variety and limited perceived quality. Sometimes customers or patients may recognize a taste of one of these foods and make the connection that, oh, this is something that was just bought ready-made. Another thing to keep in mind with this system is that it really doesn't need much space to be implemented because you don't need all the equipment and physical space that the other systems need because you're basically just storing the food, heating the food, assembling it, and delivering it. So it's very good for a situation that doesn't have that much physical space. So these are the main points to keep in mind with an assembly serve system. Okay, now would be a perfect time to revisit our appetizer questions. Okay, so the first one was if a food service operation wants a food production system that does not store food for very long and wants the food distributed to customers as soon as possible, which system would be best? Conventional, cook, freeze, cook, chill, assembly, serve. Okay, let's use critical thinking skills to really tackle this question. First off, you know cook, freeze, and cook, chill are both referring to the ready-prepared system, right? Because they all pretty much talk about the same thing. The only distinguishing thing is that you're either freezing it in a cook-freeze or you're chilling it in a cook-chill, right? So there's nothing in this question that would have you distinguish between freezing or chilling. So you can shrink down your choices to three, really. Conventional, and if you combine cook-freeze and cook-chill into ready-prepared, that would be your second choice, and then it would be assembly serve. Now, let's dissect the question. A food service operation wants a food production system that does not store food for very long. Well, in a ready-prepared system, we know that one of its distinguishing features is the fact that you are storing food for perceivably a long time. So you can automatically eliminate the cook-freeze and the cook-chill, right? Because in those systems, you are storing a lot for a long time. That brings you down to a conventional system and an assembly serve. Now, in an assembly serve, remember the distinguishing feature is you're buying pre-cooked meals, pre-portioned meals. So you could automatically eliminate that too, leaving you with a conventional system. However, let's say you didn't take the route of just focusing on the storing of the food because you have to look at the entire question, right? So we went through the storing part. Now let's read the rest of the question. 
and wants the food distributed to customers as soon as possible. That as soon as possible is another huge clue that this has to be a conventional system because that is a distinguishing feature of the conventional system. You're trying to sell the food as soon as possible. Therefore, the answer to this question is conventional. Okay, so let's revisit our question number two. A company wants to invest in a food production system. They have very little physical space and are not interested in hiring too many high-skilled workers. What system is the best fit for this company? Commissary, ready prepared, cook, chill, assembly, serve. So first off, keywords here are very little physical space and a key phrase, not interested in hiring too many high-skilled workers. Well, out of these four systems, you know right off the bat that a commissary, ready prepared, and cook chill all need a lot of physical space because they're all involved in production. An assembly serve, however, is not in production, therefore it would not need much physical space. That's our first clue. Let's look at the second clue. Not interested in hiring too many high-skilled workers. Well, in an assembly serve system, you're not hiring too many high-skilled workers because you are not producing food. In a commissary, ready-prepared system, you are producing food, therefore you need skilled labor. But in an assembly serve, you're essentially just warming it up, garnishing it, and sending it off. Therefore, the correct answer is assembly serve. Okay, next question. A food production operation is switching systems. They previously had a system which produced and sold food on site the same day. They're now moving to a system which produces food on site, but stores it for selling it in the next month. Which system did the operation switch from and switch to? Assembly serve to commissary, ready prepared to assembly serve, conventional to ready prepared, ready prepared to conventional. Okay, so this question really draws on your knowledge of two systems. So let's look at our keywords here. Produced and sold food on site, same day. That reminds you of conventional because that is a very distinguishing feature of the conventional system. You're producing food and serving it the same day, but in the other systems, you are not producing food and serving it the same day. So that's our first clue. Let's keep going on, okay? They're moving to a system which produces food on site, but stores it for selling it in the next month. So stores it and then next month. The system that is most known for storing for long periods of time and the fact that the food is produced on site points directly 
2 ready prepared. It couldn't be assembly serve to commissary because assembly serve, you're not producing and selling food on site. And in a commissary, you're not storing food for the next month. It couldn't be ready prepared to assembly serve because in ready prepared, you're not serving food the same day. And in assembly serve, you are not producing food at all. It can't be ready prepared to conventional because ready prepared, same logic. You're not producing it and selling it, the food, on the same day. And conventional, you're not storing the food for the following month. So it has to be conventional to ready prepared. Okay, let's look at our next question. A hospital that has a lot of space between the kitchen and patient rooms would benefit from having which type of delivery system? Centralized, decentralized, commissary, cook, freeze. So immediately we can get rid of the cook, freeze, and commissary because those aren't delivery systems. Now it's between centralized and decentralized. Okay, let's look at our keywords. Lot of space between the kitchen and patient rooms. Well, we know in a centralized system, that is an ideal system for a situation where the kitchen and the patient rooms are not too far. In a decentralized system, it's the opposite because there's a lot of space between the main kitchen and the patient rooms. Therefore, the cooked food from the main kitchen gets sent to little kitchenettes or assembly stations so that it could be served to the patients without a loss of quality, texture, temperature, all the things that you want to preserve when you're delivering food. So by elimination, the answer is decentralized. Okay, next question. A tilting skillet would be least important in which of the following systems? Conventional, ready prepared, commissary, assembly serve. So tilting skillet is used very widely in cooking and in production. So conventional, ready prepared, commissary, all involve production. Which doesn't involve production is assembly serve. Therefore, the tilting skillet would not be necessary in an assembly serve because you're essentially just warming food up, garnishing it, and delivering it. Therefore, the answer is assembly serve. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Remember to check us out on chompdowndietetics.com where we have our program that covers all relevant topics on the RD exam with video lectures and colorful notes. You can also hit us up on our socials, which are listed in the episode descriptions. And this is where you can request topics and just let us know how you're doing with your exam journeys. With that being said, I will catch you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>